The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Guys, you got a whole lot going on in the world of sports today. Wow, Robert Griffin just signed a new contract, and thank God he's with a coach that might really, really care about him. I think this guy, Hugh Jackson, the coach that he's going to be with now, I think he really cares about this kid. I really think he wants to rejuvenate his career, and he wants to rejuvenate Robert Griffin III's career. I really think Hugh Jackson has a, has learned a lot from being the head coach of Oakland Raiders where he was not given a lot, not a lot of opportunities by the general manager, McKenzie. But, hey, he's gotten a fresh start with, with, the, um, with the Cincinnati Bengals as their offense coordinator the last couple of years, taking, taking Randy Dalton, Andy Dalton to the playoffs two years in a row, and now – we have him It is with his own team and a team that has not been very good for a long time. And he has a guy like Robert Griffin that's going to take him places. I really think he's going to do some things for bo- both of these guys are going to be able to help each other. And I think we, should, we can only hope that Robert Griffin has found some humility from somewhere, and that's what he needed probably more than anything. We know that he's a gifted a gifted quarterback, a super gifted athlete. The guy ran hurdles in college. Uh, probably could play a lot of positions on the field. Reminds me of a of a of a Randall Cunningham of old, but not with the humility of a Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham had a whole lot of humility, and I think if Robert could find some of that humility. Oh, wow. What a career this young man might have in Cleveland. And Cleveland, Wow, they haven't had a good quarterback since my main man, Bernie Kozar, one of my former teammates, my classmate. We came to college the same day, but I've said it many times. Bernie was very smart. He graduated in three years. Not many, too many people could do that. But, Robert, you have a lot of, a lot of uh, got some big shoes to fill. If you're going to try to do what Bernie Kozar did for this team, but when you think back at some of the quarterbacks that the Cleveland Browns have had in the past, and we don't have to go far. When we look at Johnny Manziel, he has not, he didn't do a whole lot while he was in Cleveland. And then when we look at, um, at what they've had, Brian Hoyer, he, he really didn't do, do much there. Cleveland has suffered a lot at that position. And I really think that, um, that Robert Griffin could be a difference maker for this team. I, I really think that, um, he's given a second opportunity. Hugh Jackson, Gonna make a big difference, 
And I really think that this this guy um, has has a chance to redeem himself. You don't get a lot of opportunities. Some people don't only get one chance, Robert. Hey, you're getting two. So take advantage of it. Show a lot of humility. Keep your mind on, keep your mind focused on your business. And um, let's do this thing, man. I think you got a, a real good opportunity. Hey, but guys, and ladies, Sean Pate, the guy from Bounty Gate, the guy that was suspended in 2012, <clears throat> for the entire season, just became the highest-paid coach in the NFL. I, I, I really find this unbelievable. This is a guy not long ago that we thought wouldn't even be in the NFL for too much longer, and now he has become the highest-paid coach in the league. And and don't don't get me wrong now. Uh, I think Sean Payton's a pretty good coach, but what has he done in the last three couple of years to make him the highest paid coach in in the league? Come on! And Sean Payton just signed a five year deal worth forty five million dollars, and they're going to pay him nine million dollars a year. Come on, I, I I don't I don't I don't see that. I I I, I, I this baffles me, you know. And I'm I guess it's like, what has this guy done lately? This is the same person that was that was suspended from the league, and and here he is signing the heaviest contract in the league. He's making more than Bill Belichick. Come on. Oh my! This, this is this this is this is unbelievable! Wow! Uh, this guy's making—he he shouldn't even be in the same category as Andy Reid, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but here he is the highest-paid coach in the league, and you, and you have to know that um, New Orleans Saints is a, is a is a storied franchise for sure. But the New Orleans Saints is the only thing in New Orleans as far as football at the whole state. They have one professional football team, and that is the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I, I I see them wanting to keep Sean Payton for as long as they can, but I just don't see them paying him $9 million because I'm, I'm sure he would have been real happy with six. They could have easily kept him um, around for $6 million instead of $9 million. Hey, guys, and, and when we talk about um, salaries, oh, my goodness. The SEC just made a, a, I think, a mistake. And I think the team in the SEC that made this mistake is the Florida Gators. Um, you know, I can understand Saban being the highest paid coach um, in the SEC. I can even have understood if Mark Wick was the highest paid coach in the SEC when he was with Georgia. But uh, Jim McElwain, Oh my goodness! I can't, I can't see him being the highest paid coach in the SEC. And yes, he just got a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar raise, which makes him the highest paid coach in the SEC. Now, and he will be making four point two million dollars per year. 
Come on, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see. I, I just don't see that as. I, I don't see that as as a good move for the Florida Gators. I I, I can't see the Gators. And, I just can't see that. And when we look at it, this coach has only been with the program one year, one year. And I want to explain some a few things to you about um, about Jim's contract, Jim. Well, we making more money than Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio, Oakland Raiders coach, making three point five million dollars. Uh, Gus Bradley, Jacksonville Jaguars coach, make three point five million dollars. Uh, Mike Patton, who was a Green Bay uh, Cleveland Browns coach last year, he made three point five million dollars. And I can guarantee you, Hugh Jackson, the first year coach of the um, of the Cleveland Browns, will probably not is probably not making as much as. Mike Patton made last year, or uh, making around the same same amount of money. Hey, we got Mr. Matthews on on the line. Mr. Matthews, what's going on? Oh, not too much, Dal. I uh, I I told you I was going to try to call. Uh, I just found out I may not be taking my trip tomorrow, but uh, I'm going to look at uh, look at later flights. Uh, I was going out to uh, Pennsylvania. My, one of my sons is having surgery, supposedly having surgery on Wednesday, but that looks like it's going to get postponed because of some other medical issues. But uh, I said, let me call you, because I've been promising to do that. And uh, and so here I am. Hey, well, I'm glad you called. You know, we're up here talking about um, the Gators coach, Michael Wayne. He just became the highest-paid coach in the SEC, making $4.2 million dollars. And I'm not mad. that match could be the SEC East, but still, uh, Michael Wayne is only he's only been with the team one year, and they gave him right. a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar raise. Yep, I tell you, uh, the salary ranges uh, are unbelievable. What they're paying these guys, and uh, and uh, I don't think they're worth it. But if they pay it, you know, hey, maybe somebody feels they are worth it. Hey, you know, it's an old saying in the game. Don't hate the player. Hate the right. game. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. The game is paying. If the game don't pay him that money, we can't hate the player. We hate the game. Right. Yeah. But when yeah. you look at these NFL coaches, the NFL average salary last year was $4.85 million per coach. And the highest uh-huh. paid coach on that list last year was um, Sean Payton at $8 million. And now Sean Payton has got a raise to where he's going to be making $9 million a year ahead of, ahead of Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick. Pete Carroll wow. made $8 million last year, and Bill Belichick made $7.5 million last year. Well, we almost guaranteed that Belichick and Pete Carroll will be um, in for a raise in the very near future. You can almost guarantee it before the season starts or before the season ends that one of those two guys will be making um, – as much money or more money than Sean more. Payton because it's the yes, ego thing. I guarantee because they've won. They've won, so they deserve it. Yeah, yeah. They, they do deserve it. And, and, you know, and they're looking at Sean Payton saying, hey, this is the same guy in, uh, in, in, in 2012, uh, he was suspended for the entire season. Right, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so. And he and he hasn't done anything. His team hasn't been to the, his team hasn't sniffed the playoffs since 2012. 
Right, yeah. It's unbelievable. So, um, it's questioning, you know, and we, you know, there's been some stories about the New Orleans Saints ownership um, that there is some question marks about, um, you know, the health of the owner of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, mm. So, but at the same time, don't hate the player. I hate the game, and I ain't mad at Sean for for for, uh, for getting the money. But I am a little bit upset with the Gators for stepping out on, on Jim McElwain when he's only been there one year. And the way yeah. he lost cool a couple times last year, I just didn't see them. I didn't see him um, deserve a raise, even though he did go to the SEC Championship last year. And uh, and they they raised a little noise um, getting there, but I don't see the four hundred fifty the seven hundred fifty thousand dollar raise. Right, yeah, it's crazy. No. It really is crazy. But yeah. and um, you know, um, brother Matthews, before we let you go, yes, we gotta sir. get out of here in a few minutes. Um, but um, uh, you know, the final four is coming up. Yes, and, yes, uh, and. And I lost my Final Four team early. I had Michigan State going all the way. But, hey. <laughs> but I tell you, um, we lost those two uh, number one seeds. And uh, yeah. I tell you, I'm putting my money on Villanova now. I tell you. Oh. It looks very impressive. Yeah, Villanova is playing a very interesting opponent in Oklahoma. And yeah. uh, this guy, Buddy Hill, he's been a, a, a standout player the entire season. Uh, he's actually not – he's from the Caribbean. Uh, I find that very interesting. You wouldn't think that a star basketball player in American uh, college would be from the Caribbean. Right, yeah. And he's only been playing, yeah. now what, about four years or so? Yeah, I think they said maybe six years he's only been playing. Yeah. And, yeah. and what is what yeah. more interesting on the other side – Syracuse and North Carolina. And what yeah. makes these teams interesting is that Syracuse is um, under investigation and North Carolina is actually on probation. Are they really? Yeah. You know, know, and they haven't I, I, I know that Beheim was uh, suspended for uh, for a portion of the season. He but, was suspended um, for nine games. But I didn't really yeah. I didn't realize that North Carolina was uh was on suspension. And they're still wow. investigating the North Carolina thing because there's other sports involved in it as well. Women's basketball, men's basketball. But this all goes way back to when Butch Davis was there with a the football program. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's it's a lot of and, and then, you know, a lot of people were saying that uh, the guys in, in North Carolina were taking classes and getting credit for classes that they never even attended. So these are yeah. things that uh, they're still dealing with in North Carolina. One basketball yeah. player came up and said that he had taken classes that he never went to. He got incredible. Right. I, I heard about that on uh, on Real Sports. They had some, some segment on uh, on that type of stuff uh, this past season. Wow, that is unreal. Yes, yeah. unreal. Yeah. So, Wow. wow. That, can you imagine that one, one of those two teams win it all? You know, yeah. what are we going to be saying about our sports here in America is that the team that wins it all, and all they got to do is win two more games, one of those teams, Syracuse or North Carolina, being yeah. that investigating Syracuse and North Carolina's on probation. Come on. Yeah, yeah. right. 
But but when we look at this, Mr. Matthews, uh, is when we follow the money train, Syracuse, a storied program, North Carolina, yeah. Michael Jordan went there, one of the greatest players in the history of the game, a storied program. Yeah. They are money trained. And nothing almost could stop those teams from being a, being a part of the NCAA tournament uh, because they are the big money trains in the, in in college sports. Yeah, yes, they yeah. are. Yeah. Hey, well, Mr. Matthew, Matthews, thank you for calling. Hey, don't be a stranger. Hey. Give us sports info. You and Michelle a shout out anytime. We're here every Monday night from eight to nine p.m. Okay, I sure will, darling. Thanks for thanks for taking my call and thanks for allowing me to. Uh, to uh, have a, a voice and I appreciate uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Hey, thank you a lot. And don't be a stranger. Like I said, we're here every month. Okay. All right. Okay, Thanks. you can count on it. Thank you. All right. Okay, hey, bye-bye. That's one of my, one of my loyal listeners, uh, Joe Matthews, he tells me all the time he listens to the show. I appreciate him calling, checking in on us from time to time, too. We need it. Hey, guys, we got Smokey Rome from Miami, Florida, calling us to give us a Miami, Florida update on what's really going on in the world of sports in South Florida and at the University of Miami. Hey, guys, we'll be right back with more sports info and Smokey Rome. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The Smackdown is on for Spring Gobblers. And the revolution with Jim and Travis here with Killer Fresh Tactics that'll surely help you tag out turkey style. And joining the boys for a special in-depth three-part interview will be Michael Waddell, host of Michael Waddell's Bone Collector, and Real Tree Road Trips with Michael Waddell and Matt Moret of Avian X. And it's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. 
Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, guys, we got Smokey Roll on the show tonight. Smokey is a 1982 graduate of the University of Miami and uh, played with Jim Kelly and Mark Rick, among other stars at the University of Miami. Smokey, welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm doing great. Hey, man, thanks for calling and thanks for being a part of it. How things going down in Miami, Florida? Uh, I think things can be okay. I've been doing a little reading, you know, the papers and stuff like that. And uh, I tell you, I think we got who we need because this guy has a track record. I played with Margaret for three years. And this guy's a student of the game. I used to sit in meetings and we watching films. And sometimes the coaches didn't even know what coverage the defense was in. And Mark would say, hey, they're in white coverage, and they're in this coverage. And the coach would say, hey, Mark, how do you know that? he said, look where the safety line up at. And all those great years University of Miami played against Florida State, wide left, wide white. You got to remember, Mark Rick was the offensive coordinator there, okay? And he actually was a part of that, that team that actually was national championships and always challenging in Miami every year. And when he left Florida State, and went to Georgia, they, they program kind of fell off a little bit. So when you talk it about did. a student of the game, I think we got who we need. Mark Rick back in Boca High School played against my high school in the playoffs. And I was a freshman in college then, and the guy impressed me then. And when he went to University of Miami, he impressed me. So every place he went, he was a standout for Florida State and to Georgia. So coming back here, Ma was a part of building that tradition at the University of Miami, and he know what it takes to win, and he know what he needs to do to get his guys prepared. So I think we'll be better than we've been the last six, seven years. I really, really hope so, Smokey, and I feel the same way. Um, I was fortunate enough to play with Mark one year. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Uh, I also played with Jim Kelly one year. Both of them were, um, so I assume you probably played with them three years. Because we I never played, played one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But um, Mark was truly a leader. He, he, even as a backup quarterback, he showed so much um, leadership then. And when you, and you can tell when um, when he got to Florida State, that, that, that program changed, and it changed for the better because they really spread the ball around. Florida State was a predominantly running attack. And t- when Mark Rick got there, they, he showed the, the same kind of spread offense and throwing the ball professional uh, passing attack that he had and saw here at University of Miami. So I really think we got a lot of good things in store for us this year. Uh, I, think our, I think our offensive line, man, is probably going to be one of the strongest positions on the field. But when you look at those running backs um, coming back, um, I think the kid Yerby, I think his best is, is yet to come. Yes, I think, too, uh, the guy that got hurt last year. Uh, I'm trying to think of his, his name now. Uh, Gus. Pardon me? Gus. Big Gus. Gus. Yeah, Big Gus. I think yes. Gus, they really missed Gus last year. And I think with Gus in there, he'll be more of a, they have a one-two punch 
and it'd be like a two-headed monster. And the reason why I say that because with gut size, I think he could take more of a pound than Yerby. Yerby is more of a quicker bag, elusive bag. But when it comes to him, I think he's, he's a hard runner and he has speed too. So when you start pounding the defense with him and then they get worn down in the second half, Yuri can run all through the defense because you'll be them warm down with Gus. So you need a two-headed monster. I mean, now these days in, in college football, you look at the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks actually take on another role. They used to be passers, now they passers and running. You can't win with one guy in the backfield to run the ball. You've got to have different options. And with Gus back, along with Yerby, along with some of the younger guys that they had that showed that they can get the job done, I think that'll be okay and we'll get the job done with that because we think about it. At the University of Miami, you always had, you know, like the Gores. You always had the Clinton Porters. You had the Davenport's. You had the Melvin Brands. I mean, it was a slew of running backs. Okay? It was never one back. It was never two backs. Even when it came to when you played, you always had a team of running backs. And if you put one yeah. in there and you take him out and put the other one in there, you didn't miss a beat. And I think yeah. that's what they're going to have working for them this year. Yeah. And, I, and I look back at when Miami has had very successful teams, uh, it was hard for Clinton Porter to get on the field because James Jackson was, 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 was a solid running back. And, uh, mm-hmm. and James Jackson was Najee Davenport. It was, you know, right. it's, it's always been a, a stable of running backs at the University of Miami. When I played there, I played with World Williams, Melvin Bratton, and, and I had a premier shot in, in, in there somewhere. And we also had, can you imagine, we had Cleveland Gary and Alonzo Highsmith in that backfield that I played in. It was hard to Let find me ask you a question. Was, was yeah. Warren there with you too? Warren Williams. Yeah, I Melvin mean, I, yeah. Okay, a lot of backs. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's and that's and that's what you need, and I think they'll be back to that. But the offensive line actually, I think, have to improve from last year, and uh, if they can get them on the right page, it's no reason why they shouldn't be able to do better than they did last year, year before. Because when you take a look at, it, you got experienced quarterback coming back. This will be his third year, okay? So he should have been proved more than he was last year. And you're talking about the running backs. And if you can get that offensive line to jail, I think we'll be back at the top of our game. I, I think we will, too. And and, um, and, and one of the uh, things that's going to help this stable of running backs this year is this young man, Mark Walton, who was a, a true freshman last year uh, from Booker mm-hmm. T. Washington. You know, he, he's going to be a difference maker this year uh, with a year under his belt. And uh, if he's been working as hard as he did to get where he was last year, I think he's going he's gonna to do what he's supposed to do, and that is to push Yerby to be greater and better than he was last year. And that's one of the things I think our program has missed out on is guys pushing each other, guys making sure when you step out every day, you look at that depth chart to see where your name is. Because if you were number one yesterday, that doesn't mean you're going to be number one today. Um, because what you, do, what you did yesterday may not help you to be uh, stay at number one. So I think right. um, I, the competition is going to make everybody better. And I don't, I don't think we're going to see guys coming in, stepping on the field as true freshmen, 
and uh, and starting because they were um, told they were going to be a starter when they were in high school, and we were in such desperate need of players that they had no choice but to start. I don't think we're going to see that mm-hmm. as bad anymore at the University of Miami. I, I, I show hope not, and that actually, what you're saying is true. Anytime you get a freshman that comes in to Division One and he plays as a freshman, he has to be elite player. In a lot of cases in the past, Miami had guys that came in and played as freshmen that wasn't elite players, but they had to play them because they didn't have nothing else. When you take a look at Jerome Brown and, and some of those guys when they first came to Miami, these guys didn't start. These guys was on the bench. Okay? These guys yeah. didn't start as freshmen. None of them started. High Smith, none of those guys started as freshmen. No. And, and, and as a matter of fact, Jerome Brown, High Smith, and Winston Moss were the only three players from their class that did not get redshirted. Yeah, uh, and it was now, only, the only three that played yeah. that year, but they didn't, didn't either, any of them start, you know? None of them started. Oh, no, none of them started. Yeah, and can you right. imagine that Michael Irvin didn't touch the field his first year? Mm-hmm. You know, the competition was, was that good. I mean, you had players like Brett Perriman and, um, and, and Brian Blades had been there a little bit longer than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and so, hey, um, nothing, nothing against Michael Irvin because when he, when he did get his opportunity, uh, he was ready. And, um, and right. Michael Irvin was probably one of those guys that had to sit his turn, you know, because there were guys that had been there and put the work in a little bit harder than him at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think now with Mark Rickner and he had is him being a household name and people looking at his track record. When he go into these kids' homes and talk to the parents and these guys can go to school the next day and say, "Guess who came to my house? Mark Rick. I guess who my parents talked to last night? Mark Rick." But if you don't have that track record, not to throw anybody under the bus or anything like that. But if you was growing up as a young kid and someone came to your house like a Margaret or someone came to your house like an Al Golden, when you go to school the next day, you're going to say, hey, Margaret came to my house, not Al Golden. So when you got somebody that actually has that track record and was a part of that program and helped build that program and when it had success everywhere they go, everywhere they went, then guess what? People want to be a part of that. So his name alone is going to be able to land some good players into the University of Miami. I would agree. I, I think Mark is going to make a big difference. Uh, I, I really do. Yeah. Hey, Smokey, uh, we got another uh-huh. caller calling in, but I really appreciate you calling, man, and giving us an update on what's going on down in Miami. I look so forward to seeing you on April 15th at our annual reunion. Uh, okay. I, man, I, I just, man, this is I've been going to this reunion every year for uh, almost 20 years. And I don't think I've had anticipation and looking forward to seeing one and being a part of a reunion as much as I have with this reunion on April 15th. Um, And I know it's because Mark is one of my former teammates, and he is now the head coach uh, at the University of Miami. But um, Randy Mm -hmm. was once the head coach at the University of Miami. He was one of my former teammates. But I guess I didn't feel yeah. that same anticipation. But I just feel something now. Um, 
And a lot of these people up north where I live at in North Florida, they talk about Mark Rick saying that um, at Georgia he couldn't win the big one. And I'm telling them, just get us to the big one. I'm tired of going to Orlando playing in the, uh, in the uh, Russell yeah. Athletic Bowl and whatever, whatever bowl, and losing. Come on. Yeah, I, I, I think he can do it because what you got to realize, too, and I'll bring this to people's attention, okay? When you look at when Mark Rick was at Georgia, okay? You look at Florida, you look at Florida State, you look at University of Miami, okay? When you look at Miami, a good example, year before last, Miami had more guys drafted than games they won. They went six and seven, okay? You take yeah. Florida State. Every year, Florida State have five, six, seven guys to get drafted. When you take a look at Georgia, Georgia usually have spot players. They might have a Julio Jones here, a Matt Scrapper there. They never had the talent when he was there that the Floridas and the Florida and the University of Miami had when they had all these great players on defense and offense. Mark never had that at Georgia. So that's my comparison when people say, oh, he came in the big one. He's going to have a whole lot more to work with at the University of Miami. Yeah. I agree and with you, one. He's going to have a lot more to work with. He's yeah. going to have more to work with, okay? Because I, I take a look at, like you say, you're very excited. You don't know how many other players feel the same way you play. I had Isaiah West calling me from Atlanta. He's made reservations. He's coming down. Smokey, I'm going to be down Thursday. I had Keith Griffin calling me from Maryland. Hey, Smokey, I'm coming down Thursday. I'm going to be down until Monday, okay? Everybody's excited. Everybody's coming from everywhere to come down to participate in this on the 15th because everybody feels like you and I. Everybody's excited about it. Hey, the anticipation is growing too, Smokey. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. we're all excited. Yep. Hey, well, Smokey, hey, man. Um, we're here every Monday night. We're talking about okay. UM, talking about the world of sports. And you know, you're always welcome. Uh, I look so forward okay. to seeing you again, my friend, on the 15th. But hey, don't be a stranger. Give me all a right. call. I won't hear Thanks for having me, and uh, I'll see you on the 15th. Hey, thanks, Smokey. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Calling us from the University, calling us from Miami, Florida, and giving us a little UM update, talking about one of his former teammates, uh, Mark Rick, who is our current coach um, at the University of Miami. Hey, I know we got to get about to take a quick break. We got a we got a call on the line, Robbie. What's going on? What's going on, man? Well, this is the same Robbie that Tampa Bay Robbie that that Lovey Smith loving Robbie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is. Yeah. Robbie, how's it going, man? It's going, man. It's going. How's everything? Thanks for having me. Hey, I really appreciate you calling us. And, um, you know, while we're getting ready to take a quick commercial break, but um, when we get back on the other side of this break, man, I want you to give us, a little, um, give us a little update on what's going on down there in Tampa, Florida. We're not talking about the raids. We're talking about them Tampa Bay Buccaneers, baby. Hey, guys. Yes, Quick commercial break, and we're going to be right back with Robbie giving us a quick update on giving us an update. We ain't going to be quick about it. We're going to let him take his time and tell us what's going on down there over there on the west side of Florida, Tampa, Florida. Hey, guys, we'll be right back after these quick messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UN. Guys, we got Robbie on the line, and he's giving us a little information about what's going on um, down there in Tampa, Florida, out there in Tampa, Florida, on the west side. What's happening, Robbie? Same old thing, man. What's up with you? Hey, we're doing good, man. We're doing good. You know, um, you know, um, there were some stories out there that Jameis Winston was too fat last year. I didn't necessarily see that, but I could see where he could probably stand to lose a little more, a little weight. He may be a little, a little more elusive if he lost a little weight. That was like one of the first things Jameis was uh, working on before uh, really when the season got over. Man, he going to change his body. You know, you're looking at bodies of other guys, you say, look, man, I can be better than this. So that was one of the first things he was working on, man, in the offseason, his body and his footwork, being a better uh, accurate passer. And um, I'm, I'm regurgitating stuff, you know what I mean, that, I, that, that, you know, that, I've, that I've read from him, read on his Twitter and stuff like that. But uh, you want to be a better accurate passer, you want to throw the – the deep ball much better because we're going to do a lot more of that this year. Yep. <laughs> so you so you say the weight loss is a, is a good thing for for Winston. You think? Yeah. You lose some fat, okay. gain some muscle. You know, I mean, your 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 weight pretty much stay the same, just replacing the fat muscle. You know, the muscle weigh more than fat and all of that stuff. You know what I mean? You know all of but uh, and I, I, I just see where I think he could stand to lose a uh, a few pounds. He's he got some baby fat on him. He really does. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, yeah. He's done. He got a long way to go, man. Long way to go. I mean, and, and uh, just looking, just just looking from where I at. I mean, I, I'm pretty optimistic, man. I'm, I'm looking for things to get better. I mean, I said this before. It was a bad, it was a bad year, man. Especially for our receivers. Best receiver we got, Mike Evans. Had a very bad year. 
Very bad. Yeah. Do you agree? I would agree. Yeah. You still have a thousand and, yards. And, and we, we got to realize, I think he's one of the best receivers in the league. You still have a thousand yards. In a bad year. Yeah. Yeah, in a bad in a year. very bad yeah. year. He still has a thousand yards. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's a mentality, you know. Things to be fixed here and there, but um, I'm very optimistic, man. Glad to hear uh, the word about the the offensive line for the solidarity on the offensive line. Demar Dawson will be starting left tackle, um, and there, you know the rest of them. You know the youngsters. It'll be somebody too. Uh, we got the guy from Seattle, the place Logan Mankins. He retired, and that's sweet yeah. guy, man. He is uh, he is a beast. Especially on running plays, man. He is uh, very active, man. Big dude, very active, man. He's like 310 pounds and can run. And he likes to run. So I'm blocking him. I have to ask you about, um, about Doug Martin. You know, I know uh-huh. he, he, he still wants more money, right? So what now? Doug Martin. He still wants him more money. It's a possibility that, that we can lose Doug Martin. No, it ain't sad. They didn't clear all that up. He was, I mean, I, I thought he was the first free agent we took care of. I, no, I thought Doug Martin was still, um, still available in the free agent market. Doug Martin got signed, man. I'm sorry I've been late, man, giving you all the Bucks updates and whatnot, my man. He was one of the first free agents we took care of. He was the most important. No, that's good news. That they needed because yeah, it would have been, exactly. been a horrible thing to see Doug Martin um, leave Tampa Bay to go on and have a, a a solid three or four more years somewhere else. Oh yeah, man, we 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 we, we took care of him. We took care of him pretty much first, you know. No, we good. took care of him first. Yeah, I think free agents, other free agents of uh, who did we get? Man, my goodness. Drawing a blank right now. We got the guards from Seattle. We got uh, defensive end from the Giants, Robert Avery. We got uh, yeah, that was a uh, big Yeah, listen, man. The free ag- free agent acquisitions that we made uh, so far is really going to change the way they look at the draft. I think, man, they got two quarterbacks, free agents, two couple of bets. You know what I mean? I mean, I still, yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm like Hargraves, man, but I'm not completely social on Hargraves, man. He's, uh, we're in a division that's got big, big receivers, man. All of them big. All of them are big. You know what I mean? And we need, we need to combat that with some size as well. I mean, the, his ability, I ain't questioning his ability, but you can't teach a guy to be 6'2 or 3. You know what I mean? You yeah. You can't teach that. So, I mean, I'm, I, I got a little bit of a question mark on it. He's a very good quarterback, man. And I ain't got a whole lot bad to say about him other than he's a bit undersized. And he have to be a gonna have to be an exceptional talent, something like uh, Ronnie Barber was with his size. You know what I mean? And and, and, and what, do, what, do the, uh, what do you see, Tampa? What do you see, Tampa Bay um, going in, in this year's draft? You know, last year. Um, they took projecting to get, get Hargrave. So I mean, I don't so they're, know. I they're, mean, they're just going to definitely take this quarterback for sure. You think? I I think they may, but like I said, man, with these acquisitions they got, it's really opened the doors for other other positions for the man dress. 
because um, if that DeForest Buckner kid is there, I think they, 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 that's going to be hard to pass up, man. It's going to be hard to pass up. That's going to be very hard to pass up. Now, check this out. Mike Glennon, you heard to talk about possibility of trading Mike Glennon. I've um, heard that. I'm against it. I'm against it. I, I, I really think they should keep him. You know, I mean, you can't, you can't put no price on having somebody to come in and, and take the reins, you know, if something happens. I mean, I really hope it, uh, hope it doesn't, but you got to be prepared for those kind of things. You know what I mean? But right. I heard there was an offer from the Jets for Mike Glenn, and they were willing to give Mo Wilkerson. You know who Mo Wilkerson? Yes. Because of Jets. Yes. Mo Wilkerson. Yeah. Mo Wilkerson. Yeah, one of the best defensive ends in the league, bro. I mean, yeah. I mean, a big dude, too. Uh, six fold, three fifteen, coming off the end. Different style of defense, playing three four, but that will give Tampa Bay the option to run three four. You know what I mean? Wow. But yeah, that uh, would be uh, hard to, that you 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 got to look at that, man. You got to look at that. I mean, I understand yeah, the value of Mike Glennon, and like I said, man, I'm 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 all for keeping him, even if they they don't get that guy, but. You gotta look. You gotta put that on the scale, man. Mo Wilkinson and a second for Glennon. Wow. Well, when you look at Tampa Bay's draft order for 2016, they got the ninth overall pick, mm-hmm. and then you have the 38th overall pick is the eighth pick in the second round. So that those those that's that's pretty good shape right there. You're gonna get the ninth exactly. player and the 38th player. And yeah. then in the third round, you get an 11th pick in the third round, um, mm-hmm. which, is, which is the 74th player overall. So I think that, you know, Yeah, and that can improve. I mean, that's pretty good right there. That still can yeah. improve. Yeah, and they got two six-round picks. So um, I think I think Tampa has some things to work with in this year's draft, if, if, yeah. especially if they choose to trade up, because um, it's it's some players out there, and 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 wow, if you're gonna get uh, Wilkerson for for uh, for, the, for your backup quarterback, I think you can almost always find a backup quarterback in the NFL. Not to say uh, that, that's, and then Glennon, he won some games for Tampa Bay, so he's a formidable backup. Yeah, that's 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 not something to sneeze at, man. You you, you got to consider that, you know. I mean, uh, I I I got faith in our general manager, man. He he he's been making big moves, good moves, you know, good moves. Let me ask you a question before we get out of here. Uh, are we? Do you think uh, if that running back from Ohio State, um, Ezekiel? Can't think of his last name, but if he was there, Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott, Elliott. Elliott at that ninth spot, would they consider him or would they take a chance? I think you have to. I think you have to. Have they have to pull a trigger or something like that? I think you. I think you almost have to, man. You know. I think if you have there, to. If he's there, I don't think he will be. Nah. I don't think he will be. I think he'll be gone by then. And and here's the thing, man. That's what's gonna make the draft so. So interesting, man. Everybody can't go in the first round. 
You got to tackle right. Michael go first, man. Right. And and a lot of people are really afraid to take running backs in the first round. I mean, especially yep. early. Um, that, and so that, he that might that be right there for a night kick. Y'all got to yeah. excuse my neighbor pulling out his hot rod. I'm out here in the, yeah. in the yard trying to listen to North. But, uh, hey, well, Robert, we got, yeah. we got to get out of here, man. We got, The show's almost over. And thanks for giving us a call. Thanks for being a part of this Sports Info UM show. We really appreciate you calling us anytime. Call us all the time. Thanks, Dale. Thanks for having yeah. me, man. We appreciate it. We'll talk. Thank you. Hey guys, Robbie calling us from from um, Brooksville, Florida. That's over on the other side of Tampa, on this side of Tampa. Uh, very good guy and a super Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. But I, I, I wonder if that guy Ezekiel Elliott will be available for Tampa Bay at that ninth overall pick. And then you wonder if, if someone like him could hold off until the second round late. I don't – well, it would probably be early second round at the 38th pick Tampa Bay has that. I don't see him being around um, too long in the second round if he's there at all. I really see him um, probably probably taking it out in the um, – taking it in the first round. I'm not sure if Tampa Bay's going to waste a ninth pick on him because a lot of teams just don't like to take running backs so early. Guys, the Final Four is coming up. Oklahoma and Buddy Hill taking over Villanova and Syracuse being investigated and North Carolina on probation. Guys, these two teams will be matching up in this year's Final Four. These four teams will be going against going against the two of them going against each other. I really think that um, North Carolina is probably the best team in college basketball, but I want to see Oklahoma um, take it all this year. I'd like to see this guy, Buddy Hill, do some things uh, in this year's NCAA tournament. He's an underdog. He is the story of the tournament. Hey, guys, thanks for ladies and gentlemen, guys and girls. Thanks for listening to Sports Info, your radio show. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.